One of the um, things that I really appreciate about this encounter that Jesus has with this woman in our gospel reading this morning is um, everything that this woman is going through. Her hurt, her pain, her struggle, her attempts, her hopes, her failures. And yet we see Jesus come to her with gentleness and care and compassion, knowing her full well and continuing to pursue her and accept her an attempt to help her see who he is and receive what he has to offer that she might experience the fullness that he created her to experience. Mm. And his, his words are so life-giving and I know are alive and penetrating our hearts and our souls this morning. If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Living water. Living water. Water that isn't consumed once but water that is an unending source of life and fullness, healing and freedom and joy and peace. Water that never runs out. Mm. Water that's always available and accessible. Mm. Living water. Um, at, at my house, and I think for many of us, when... Um, we think of gifts, we tend to think birthday or Christmas. And uh, the, the older I get and the harder yard work becomes, <laughs> one, one of the things that I'm discovering with my children is that around birthday times, around Christmas time, I have a heart to give them something that's really good for them, something that's useful and helpful something that they desire, something that they may not know, but I still want to give it to them anyway because it's going to be so good for them. And the older I get and the older my kids get, the more they are in a conversation with me about sharing their needs and asking for things and the more history we have. And so the more that they know that when they ask for good things, I'm Johnny on the spot. Like, there is nothing that gives me more delight as a father than to give good things to my kids when they ask for it, and even if I surprise them, because I just love them, and I want to bless them and build them up. And one of the things that um, Britt and I have been talking about is the heart behind this message series that we're in this fall through 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14. And how we all come with different backgrounds and different experiences, with different hurts and hopes, with different um, 
thoughts and feelings and experiences. And yet, as we talk about those things and pray about those things and sort through the good and the bad of each of those things, at the heart of each one of those things is a desire to know God and encounter Him in a real and in a meaningful way. Hmm. And with faith like children, to ask and seek and not, knowing that the Lord has good things for us. Hmm. And He wants to impart good things to us, living water, his very presence because of his love, because of his passion, because he knows what's best for us. And he wants to build us up and express his love to us Hmm. in this way. And so um, last week you were sharing a little bit um, of your story and um, the good things in your story as it relates to your growth in your relationship with the Lord and also some of the things that were a struggle for you, were even a stumbling block for right. you. And I thought you beautifully helped us navigate um, through your story. And as you were sharing that, I was thinking, that's so much like my story. And as I've continued to hear others, we all have... Um, this story and how we're growing in relationship with God. And in particular, the role that the Holy Spirit has in our life and in our growth. Um, What are some of the things that kind of helped you that might continue to help us as it relates to your relationship with the Holy Spirit and how that continued? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I kind of, in my story last week, I got us up to 2010, basically. Uh, so I'd been a Nazarene. That's where I uh, met the Lord at summer camp through Nazarene ministry, then went Baptist, then had the streamer, you know, kind of off the rails, seemingly to me, um, Pentecostal thing, then ended up in A&M, did the whole Bible church ended up at Bible Church Seminary, at Dallas Seminary. And then I ended up in Indonesia in 2009 and 2010, and I was experiencing not the West. I was experiencing a a church plant in a foreign country uh, wherein the folks that were on the planting team were from all over the world, most of them really leaning into the gifts of the Holy Spirit And what I found myself, uh, as I was in Koinonia with these folks, as we were church planting and loving orphans and doing missions uh, to other islands, is that they had a love for the Lord that I couldn't comprehend. And I mentioned last week that, you know, they they were really operating in the gifts of the Spirit. Um, I was really operating in the Scriptures, and we kind of found this middle way uh, as we spent a year together, but it wasn't quite there. So what I would say is it changed my perspective on the person and work of the Holy Spirit, but I was still keeping him, it wasn't quite this, it was, we're about here. It's like a partial stiff arm. Um, and, and so, so then I end up back in Houston, Katie and I get married, and I'm introduced to uh, Matt Kessler, and it was 
it's just funny if you know all the stages here. Now I'm at an Anglican church, which is really beautiful, and I've, I've found my, my tribe, uh, which is really awesome. Uh, but I would say what, what's happened for me since, since Bali um, is that when I was in Houston working at a church plant, uh, I found myself in a place where, and a bunch of my friends from a and were in the same place wherein we felt like our theological training, our in-depth knowledge of the scriptures got us to this certain point, which was good and right. And we all kind of ended up in this place in our late 20s where we seemed like we were out of gas spiritually. And as we started talking about it, uh, we thought, well, maybe it's, maybe it is the Anglican church. So we all start kind of going down the Canterbury Trail. And then I end up on the Canterbury Trail wherein uh, everybody is slightly charismatic, okay? Which is so beautiful for me because what I found was structure and spirit along with the scripture. And so it, it, what, the way I, I describe my, my uh, journey here is that the best of all the things are here. It's spirit, it's scripture, it's sacrament. Um, and a couple, couple of things happened as I was orbiting with, with Matt and some of the folks here at Grace. Um, I was at Matt's uh, living room uh, when Katie and I were here candidating uh, to come do the missional residency. And someone that I'd never really talked to before had a, had a prophetic word for me. And it was, he didn't know any of this stuff about me, and it was the most amazing uh, word from the Lord. Uh, it cut me to the center. And it was this moment wherein I knew the Lord was was doing something really big. And, and I think the emotion behind it, because I'm a feeler, is that, okay, that wasn't weird. That was beautiful. That was so beautiful. And, it, and in fact, that word from the Lord has changed my life. And there have been a number of those um, back there at that prayer alcove with some of you folks praying over me that have transformed my life. Uh, it's transformed the way that I see the Lord. And so what I would say, Matt, is that um, here at Grace, um, in the Anglican Mission, I've found power for ministry that I didn't know existed. But it's peaceful. Mm. Like the Holy Spirit isn't the weird uncle. And... And I would say just for me, guys, um, my ministry sense uh, really leaning, leaning into the person and work of the Holy Spirit and the spiritual gifts has been um, what Paul says in 12.7. It's been for the common good as, as you all are operating in the gifts that God's given you and I get to operate in mine. There's been this really beautiful common good thing that's happened and I'm seeing it happen on our block. I'm seeing it happen in our neighborhoods. I'm seeing it at the schools we're in. And so there's this really beautiful uh, fullness, as, as our gospel reading talked about. There's, there's this living water that resides within me because of the person and work of the Holy Spirit. So when I feel dry, I know where to go. 
And so I'm constantly praying now, come Holy Spirit. Um, Anytime I preach, even though I've been well-trained in the scriptures, I don't have confidence in my preaching ability anymore. I have confidence that the Holy Spirit wants to speak to all of us through his word, and so that's where I cling to. And I would say that's, that's not the background I grew up in. The background was exposit the scriptures really well, give them information, the information will do the spiritual transformation. What I'm learning now and leaning into is that preach the word in season and out of season, but the Holy Spirit is the one that does all the transformation spiritually. Amen. So I would say, uh, and you didn't quite ask this, but I'm going to ask the question and answer it for you. Britt, why are you thriving? Britt, why are you thriving? Thank you. It's because there is this beautiful, peaceful power that I get to lean into. And every Sunday, um, I am tempted, if I'm able to, to go back there and get prayed over because it's good. Mm. And so what a wonderful Sunday that we get to do uh, every, every month, right? Like we get to really focus on it. But every single Sunday, we have trained prayer and healing ministers at the back to usher in the fullness of God. And so that's where I'm at. I'm loving it. It's really fun. Um, and again, there's peaceful power. Yeah. 